Thanks for the coffee, Emily. I really needed it. No problem. We gotta hurry because we're always late. Oh no, the light's turning red. No! Oh man, there's coffee everywhere. Where are the napkins? Don't worry about it. We can just go ahead and I'll schedule with Tuyu Auto. They'll come to where we're at and then they'll clean it while we're at the wedding. Okay, you drive, I'll schedule with Tuyu Auto. What's the website? Go to tuyuauto.com. Wait, what was it again? The number two, the letter U, auto.com. Perfect. And on the air. We're here. It's a beautiful Friday night. Nice and cozy. Rainy day. Drinking some smoky mezcal. I'm liking how you're sounding on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a stop. I like it. Very Delilah. <laughs> yeah. How are um, you guys doing tonight? Doing good, baby. How you do? Oh, I'm liking the R and B vibes. And it's raining outside. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We had a good break. We got the drinks being made right now. Just for Adrian's lips. <laughs> he brung the mezcal. Bannister brung. Explain what you brung. What, what are we having these drinks out of, Fanny? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll explain. So we are going to have your traditional paloma. Adrian is from where in Mexico again? Uh, my family's from Monterrey. Monterrey. My, my dad's from Hidalgo. Hidalgo, got it. Okay. But everybody else is from Monterrey, Nuevo León. Oh, okay. Yeah, I tried. Happy. I tried to look for a mezcal that was from where you were not from, but I couldn't find one. But I did find one from San Luis Potosí, which is closer to me in hey, Zacatecas. There you go. Even better. Um, but we are having the traditional mezcal. Emily is putting some pineapple into the bottom of it and getting it nice and cozy and wet. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Just like the weather. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking something else, but yeah, just like the weather. Just keep oh, it PG the weather, for the kids. The weather yesterday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he needs drugs. No, and drugs. she is muddling um, some pineapple down at the bottom and letting it marinate in the mezcal, adding some simple syrup, some uh, uh, grapefruit juice, and your typical club soda, all in a uh, carrito, which is what you typically will have a paloma out of, to add that nice, earthy taste. So that's why you're hearing her mix in the background. But well, I <laughs> <laughs> like how it got sultry after the break, right? <laughs> but while we listen to Emily uh, make the drinks in the background, let's get to okay. So now you are essentially starting an apprenticeship, while you didn't even know that. Yeah, kind of. I mean, first step is I'm a college dropout. <laughs> first working, step, working at a footlocker. Yeah, yeah. And then share your Footlocker discount. Check. Yep. <laughs> Find so, someone to learn from in the basement. Check. Yeah. Uh, I mean, t- just to kick the second half off, you know, shout out to La Familia Baltazar. Because if it wasn't for a guy named Rudy Baltazar, uh, I probably wouldn't even be here with you guys because I wouldn't be a tattoo artist. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. If you were interviewing a janitor or something, you'd probably, I'd probably still be on the podcast maybe. Hell you know? yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah exactly. We interview any walks of life because we believe that success is from any walk of there life. There you go. I mean, we just, and earlier in the episode, we just talked about how you should be chasing peace. 
instead mm-hmm. of so, happiness. So yeah. it really exactly. just depends, you so, know. It uh, looks but different. Yeah. Okay, Adrian, this is yours. Ooh. Oh, Emily, wow. <laughs> I love when Emily says that. Mírala. I want to lick the side. La Emily, la Emily los hizo una paloma. Mírala. Little ASMR. Mm-hmm. This is delicious. For real? Yeah, for real, for real. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Fanny. Ooh, I love this. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. Yeah. Dusty, Dusty is not cheersing on the, the alcoholic one. Put the vape pen <laughs> It's the Powerade. Cheers. Ah. Cheers. Thank you for cl- coming. Ting, this ting. This is really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good job, mm-hmm. man. Mm. Mm-hmm. You made it, too. I just applied the, some things to make it more earthy. You got to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Mexican thing. It's all right. Most Mexicans know know about a paloma. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Mexican. (laughs) So um, you are essentially starting an apprenticeship, but at what point do you finally move on into trying to get your license? Because I know you're licensed in two states. Yeah, but I don't really use that as an accolade, you know, Mm because let's just fast forward it. I'm watching uh, Rudy tattoo out of the double wide i'm kind of figuring out how to do it and then i start getting more adamant about doing the tattoos myself mm-hmm. out of my house out of my mom's house mm-hmm. uh to the point where i'm like you know what it's time to spread my wings and just try because i can't just do this forever you know my dad's breathing down my neck my mom's breathing down my neck everybody's like what the fuck are you doing right right you're like you were supposed to be so an I, fbi yeah, agent yeah 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 some shit like that right <laughs> i'm supposed to work for the fucking feds yeah. so i drove a and now you're t- a tattoo artist who hates a man well i wouldn't call myself that but i was a i was a dumbass teenager and tr- figuring it out like I everybody mean, now is you're a tattoo point. artist who hates the man yeah, that's true. Yeah, very. Uh, yeah, Fuck very the man. Remember the to man. rebel yeah. against authority, kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go, go buy an AK-47. Get some rations. All right, yeah. now stop, now stop. We're, we're canceled <laughs> again. Get a cast iron again. skillet. We yeah. were not that far. <laughs> Get a cast iron skillet and a pound of butter. All right, all right, all right. Let's bring it back. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I packed up my little Chevy S10 teeny tiny little red truck that i had with all the shit that i that i owned which was just clothes and a tattoo kit a couple other little knickknacks mm-hmm. and i just hit the fucking road mm-hmm. uh and for months i would drive i mean i had family all over the country i would go visit them and kind of couch surf and while i was there on the premise of visiting and you know i was visiting them you know mm-hmm. i would go hit up all the shops and walk in and be like hey yeah i don't know what the fuck i'm doing but i always wanted to be a tattoo artist you know yeah i don't I couldn't tell you how many times I got told to get fucked. Right, right. Get it, the fuck out of here. Very get common. Banned. Yeah, and back then, I mean, this is like the early 2000s, too, so it's yeah. very still much like the... Cutthroat. It's not as scary as like the 80s and 90s, but it was... It was it's pretty, still pretty cutthroat. Yeah, I mean, exactly. even today, like, you, they say you have to have thick skin. Yeah, and I think that's just the environment of where it comes from, too, you know? But that's that's going deeper into it. So I'm, I'm in Houston visiting an aunt. I think I went to a shop. I oh mean, I don't remember what it might have been like hot, oh man, hot stuff deluxe or something. And that was like a hardcore biker shop. They told mm-hmm. me to get the fuck out. Uh, but one, one or two shops would be like, well, you know, like get the fuck out. But here's what you should be doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's what you should have, you know. So eventually I put together a portfolio of artwork. Didn't tell them that I was tattooing anymore because they fucking hated that. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I've never, never tattooed before in my life. You know? Yeah, and yeah. And I just want to do it and I'm willing to work for free and, you know, clean and sweep and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, went back, visited my uncle in Arizona, hit up the Phoenix area, got told to get fucked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
ended up visiting some family up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah. So Minnesota. Yeah, that's uh, how you had to say it. That's yeah, how you had yeah, to say yeah, that. Oh, I had a fucking accent a little bit. I you did? I lived up there for a while, yeah. I, uh, ended <laughs> you up had to a, continue the rest of the episode with the accent. Oh, I could try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey Let's there. do it. Hey there, hi there, oh there. Uh, Why are you so like Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> yeah, a little, because he, he's from Milwaukee. That's that oh, Southern yes. Canadian. That's the same exact oh, shit. Goodness. Yeah, same region. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, anything north of, Oak, of uh, Nebraska is going to sound like that uh anyway so i end up in southwest uh, minnesota i think it was a little town called Wyndham, and then another town called mankato mm-hmm. which is like a suburb of the twin cities so it's a it's a big crossroads town you know tons of people tons of highways there's a military base there's a couple colleges it's very similar to wichita there's religious mm-hmm. colleges there's an actual university uh, there's an air force base oh. a lot of people ins and outs tons of interstates go through this area mm-hmm Walk into a little shop. I think it was called like Paradise Tattoo or maybe it was Cactus. I worked at both, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was probably like the the fall of 2007, I would say. Uh, and at this point, uh, I'm just couch surfing, you know. I'm living off of doing little tattoos here and there on whoever the hell, you know, my cousin's cousin's friend, mm-hmm. girlfriend, whatever, you know. And just relying on the charity of uh, my family at that point that I was visiting. And so I go into this shop and it's like a, it's a biker shop. You know, there's some, there's some choppers parked out front and there's some rough and tough people smoking out back and shit. You could just tell, you know, flash yeah. all over the walls, you know, checkerboard floor, you know, and I walk in and I have my little book of drawings and paintings of flash, you know, I trace some sailor Jerry shit <laughs> and some stuff like that. It's like, Hey, you know, I had my little speech down, you know, I was dressed as good as I could have been for the time. It was like a flannel and yeah. khakis. <laughs> so you uh, definitely look like a tattoo artist. Yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. You fake it till you make it kind of thing at that point. And I told him my spiel. I told him I'd work for free, uh, cleaning the toilets, being a gopher, whatever. I just want to learn. I'm yeah. willing to sacrifice. Yeah. You know, and th- that, that clicked, you know, with these uh, tattooers in there. And so long story short with that is they hired me on, worked the front for a few weeks. And they were immediately like, motherfucker, if you're going to be hanging around you need to be making us some money. So like they, I got thrown into oh, the shit. fire almost right away. So do you remember uh, your first tattoo? Yeah. Well, my first tattoo that oh, I ever right. did, I do remember, but it was in my mom's basement. It was a cow skull uh-huh. on one of my football buddies. Uh-huh. And I, that was like 2006, maybe? Yeah. Late 2005. No, it was just the skull of a cow, just real plain Jane, black and gray on his left shoulder blade. Yeah. And there's, I even have a picture of, that my homie took of me doing it. I have that picture somewhere. I, it's in storage right now at this point. In case oh, thank you. Need you. It. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so it was run by two uh, two ladies mm-hmm. that were the, I guess you could say, former old ladies of like two real deal bikers. Mm-hmm. And I think they were one. They were MCs. You know, they were real MCs that these dudes were part of. And I think one was in prison, and the other guy had passed away. Huh. And these gals knew each other from rallies and from club hangouts and stuff like that. And they eventually got together and opened up a shop and they were just as fucking tough as their counterparts. Like these were some no bullshit 
individuals regardless yeah. of gender like i was genuinely scared of them i still am that's why i don't want to name drop because i hope that mm-hmm. they don't ever fucking listen yeah. to this I'm like, what the fuck you talking about us for you know here boy yeah like we're coming down there they're probably old as shit now but still you know they we're gonna, I, we're they gonna ran, get that ass boy we'll be there they ran a tight fucking ass. ship and they, I, had, I went through like a an old school traditional apprenticeship where they broke you the fuck down oh shit but it's very militant based you know and yeah. that's what I, and from what i understand that's what a lot of the MCs are is like no any, any kind of organized thing like that yeah i mean harley communes come from vietnam vets that came by and were fucking came back and were hated by the community you mm-hmm. know what i mean so they got together and clicked up and that's where MC started yeah so that's you know military mindset mm-hmm. they broke me the fuck down talking yeah. shit what, mean, what was the worst thing you experienced oh man were they racist or, or what was hell the, yeah <laughs> oh yeah and it came with the territory yeah. they would always call me we're and I don't definitely sound getting bad, canceled on this episode but, guys uh, <laughs> they would always call me one of the good ones because I was the only Mexican that worked oh, at the shop yeah, yeah, he's yeah. one of the good ones you know what I mean I was like oh shit you're like I'm here to steal your job yeah yeah you know and, but they, they still welcomed me he's in, like Patty come know? here look at this motherfucker yeah it was like that but with a Minnesota accent you know you don't know shit about shit you don't know shit about shit what the fuck do you know eh? shit like that get the uh, fuck out my face what are you talking about I like how that's getting real Italian but I still like it I like it I tried I tried got a Tony Soprano accent I'm thinking Uh, New York (laughs) it was never it was never physical with me because I was the baby you know Mm -hmm. I was fucking 18 at this point 18, 19 you know Uh, I turned actually had a birthday with them I remember that yeah Um, but I witnessed some gnarly shit and this goes this starts into the crazy tattoo stories that i have a Mm. plethora of yeah uh but they broke me down they treated me like shit uh there was a jack-in-the-box about an hour and a half away from where the shop was at and they knew that i remember one thing one thing (laughs) hey they loved them with that fucking square cheese sticking out of the top one thing they would always like to do is they would send me to go get lunch and then every now and then i think maybe once every two weeks they would send me to this fucking Uh jack-in-the-box an hour and a half away and I remember one time specifically, I came back. Obviously, the food's fucking cold. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I would stop at a, at a gas station before I got there and microwave mm-hmm. it just to be like, yeah, fuck you. I already knew what you were going to say. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's warm. <laughs> yeah. But one time, <laughs> one time, yeah, I learned pretty quick. But one time I fucking, the order was wrong, which wasn't my fault, but they were missing like a burger. And they're all like, yeah. hey, guess what, asshole? You better go back and get the fucking burger. So the, I had to drive the same, same fucking day. Yeah, I had to drive all the way back you were the bitch. to St. Paul to get this fucking jack-in-the-box hammer. Damn. Yeah, dude. And they were just, I mean, once I fucking, once I finally got my license, they kind of let me in. They kind of let me off the hook. They're like, hey. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to break you down because you don't know shit for one. But second of all, you don't know shit about you have fuck. To be, yeah, yeah. There you go. You don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Ozarks. Yeah, yeah you don't know fuck, shit about yeah. fuck. You don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> uh, but also, but we need to build you back up in a proper fashion, the way we see fit as a tattooer. And it's like you never know what you're going to run into: crackheads, thieves, crazy drunks, people tweaked out of their fucking minds. You need to be bombproof. You need to be ready to, you need to be resilient enough mm-hmm. to handle that and not lose your cool or end up in a fucking fist fight every time you feel disrespected by somebody. We deal with that all the time. Yeah. So this is going to help with that. And I was like, oh shit, it was like a Mr. Miyagi fucking wax on, <laughs> wax off. Why the fuck am I cleaning your car? But I got it at that point. It was like, why. it was tempering me a little bit, you know, which mm-hmm. I don't know how well that worked, but I got, I understood at that point. So they finally let me start tattooing people. And the first thing I did, I didn't have any, you know. I didn't have a girlfriend or anything at the at the time. I mean, I, I kind of did, but I, it was a long distance thing where I'm like, 
yeah. talking to someone that I was dating before I left, but we understood that maybe I would never come back. Uh, so sounds, let's just live our like to this day. Let's just live our <laughs> lives, you know. But I wasn't. I didn't have a girlfriend there. I wasn't Typical really online dating. Yeah, yeah. Before before Tinder, it's like a, a long distance. Typical Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. Oh, I wish you were here. You're 800 miles away. Type mm-hmm. shit. But anyway, so I didn't have anybody I could tattoo anyway. So I was like, well, I don't really know anybody. Like, well, fuck that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to start doing your bullshit, crappy tattoos on your friends and family because as you get better, you're gonna you're gonna have to fucking look at that every Christmas uh, or every day. True. And I didn't even think about that. That's you know? what Don always tells me. He's always like, "I don't want to tattoo you yet because I see you too often." I'm like, "You're a bitch." That's the same principle that <laughs> yeah. they had, but they had yeah. a workaround. And yeah. I was like, "Well, how the hell am I supposed?" To? And they're like, "You're not gonna be tattooing any of our fucking regulars with your dumbass shit. You know, you don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're doing. You don't know about shit. Fu- so, fuck. so yeah. So I'll tattoo a couple oranges, couple bananas, but it doesn't ever compare to the real thing. But really, what that's training you to do is understand the weight and the balance of a mm. machine, uh-huh. a coil machine. Yeah. So you had, actually tattooing like fruit. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. And that's how everybody starts. And I mean, one time mm-hmm. they went to the meat market and got me like a pig, a pig rib. They still uh-huh. had yeah. the skin on the outside, and they're like. Tattoo the shit outside because it's cold as fuck in the winter, you know, winter's come long. So tattoo the shit outside because they didn't want it to smell and warm up in the shop (laughs) and fill it up and then we'll move on. Yeah. So I filled that up with a bunch of little flash, you know, and then finally it was like, all right, we're going to we're going to do it the way that we were taught how to do this and the way we started. You're going to get your first human clients. Damn. So you got real old school. Super old school, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, Very much like the way that you always hear the folklore about yeah, it. Like yeah. I was brought, I was raised by biker tattooers. Like that's the yeah. first, other than the homies back home, which mm-hmm. that's not even like in a shop, you know, that's just yeah. their way of doing it, which I got a whole nother experience with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this like first experience in a shop was like, no shit. Walk in street shop, rowdy as fuck. What you typically yeah. think of. And it's my, it's my turn for my first human client, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, how oh, did you God. feel? Oh, I was so nervous. You know, I felt yeah. like I was about to jump out of a fucking plane, you know? Cause that's like, like different from the first tattoo client that you Yeah. Those had. are my friends. I'm comfortable yeah. with them. I've seen yeah. these dudes nuts and ass you cheeks have, in the locker rooms. They're my football buddies. Yes. You know, there's a difference, you know, they're my, they don't give a fuck. They know I suck. It's mm-hmm. different. I don't know who this person could be. And it's like, it's like fucking blind date. I don't know who uh, it is. They book all the appointments. They're very control of everything. You can, yeah. you don't, you don't know shit. Come in, sit down, do the fucking tattoo, get the fuck out. Yeah. You don't yeah. book your own clients. You don't have anything to do with anything. You're just like a cog in the machine again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's how that's how shops used to be run. And I'm sitting there. They just it's a little rose, uh-huh. the rose that I'd fucking traced and put on and done a million times on fruits and fucking pig skins and whatever. And the I'm waiting and I'm like, okay, are you ready? All right, we'll go bring them in, you know? And I'm like, I'm ready to be like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Adrian, I'll be your tattoo artist today. It's uh-huh. like a little fucking spiel that they teach you to do or to do. you put your best foot forward. Yeah, yeah. And the person that turns the fucking corner is just, I could smell them <laughs> before I could see them. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. I, and I, if you ever seen Home Alone, it looked like the pigeon lady. Oh. <laughs> like dead serious. It was, and, and no, again, no slider, no disrespect, but yeah, it was yeah. a straight up homeless dude. Yeah. Like, cause there's so, there's so many like transient folk around there that are just mm-hmm. on hopping trains or hitchhiking off of semis mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah. And I was like, hi, uh, hi uh, I'm, I'm going to tattoo you. And he was like, he was drunk as shit. Oh, and he was like. <laughs> <clears throat> bitch up front told me that uh, if I sat here bitch and got tattooed, <laughs> she would feed me for the rest of the day. And then I understood exactly what was happening. Um. And I tattooed him. I put a little rose on his ankle and he smelled like absolute shit. I remember cleaning off his skin. Yeah. I had to like wipe him down like four or five times because oh. he was just so covered in dirt. And oh. Bless his soul. You know, yeah. not talking uh-huh. shit, but just the experience from my side of it. Yeah. I was expecting somebody 
you know, like a, yeah. a, 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 a at least a, a factory worker or somebody. Uh-huh. Yeah, remember yeah. Somebody yeah, that yeah. drove there. Yeah. <laughs> but no. She just pick out the street. And that was the name Damn. of the game. That was the name of the game. Like from then on for the next few months, they would or I would eventually go get tasked with finding dudes at bus stops or bridges. And they would, hey, don't put yourself in danger, but find people that you see all the time. Oh, go get Rusty from down behind the fucking liquor store. You know, he's always down there. I would tattoo homeless people. Y'all, we are getting canceled. Dude, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> keep going. Uh, keep I, going. I, I, I tattooed homeless people. <laughs> I swear I'm a good person. Yeah. I've never been in FB jail. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, me I'm a saint, trust me. But for the sake of the story, we'll just say I tattooed a lot of homeless people mm-hmm. and bums and drunks and stuff mm-hmm. as my first human canvases. And uh-huh. the reason being is that they didn't want me to put shitty tattoos on people that were like yeah. their regulars mm-hmm. or yeah. family or friends or anything. And eventually I got to be pretty good friends with them. You know, like <laughs> yeah. like the regulars, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, and they, we wouldn't again, mistreat all, them. I mean, they're getting, walks yeah. Of life yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. they're getting fed. Yeah. They're getting they're getting to hang out in the shop all day. You yeah. know, as long they as have they a place sit. to lay for. Yeah, a bit. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and sure, like sure. at a certain point, you know, there's like some street wars going on out there amongst the homeless people. Our regulars you know, our regular bums and homeless people and whoever's would like work security outside so to make sure <laughs> nobody was trying to like break in or fucking spray paint shit. It was kind of, yeah. it was a little network that they had going on. Look That's cool. Go. I mean, it sounds yeah. like a win-win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody, free food and oh, a free yeah. tattoo. And yeah. I look the mm-hmm. best, but what the fuck do you care? Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. And so I did that for a while. Finally started doing clients, you know, normal clients once they fucking trusted that I was capable of doing that. And I worked up there for... I don't know, better part of two years, maybe a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And it really sucked because for the first few months, I was not getting paid for these tattoos. If somebody mm. wanted to tip, they had to like fold it up and do like the, do like the handshake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I just gave you some yeah, 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 <laughs> jokes. If the, if the bosses saw that there was cash being involved, that's mine. Hey, that's mine. You know, oh, my shit. shit. You're using my machines. You're using my pigment. Mm. It's just your hand. Fuck yeah. The fuck you. You belong to me kind of thing. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. would keep all the cash for that. And I was like, well, you're getting an apprenticeship here. You know, mm. we're not really charging you, but you're going to give us all the money for these tattoos regardless. Damn. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the way it ended up working out is uh, my cousin got me a job at the meat packing plant there mm-hmm. in that Minnesota town. I think Minnesota. It was, uh, pretty Wyndham. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Wyndham. So I would work at the plant from like 5 a.m. till about 2, 2 mm. or 3, mm-hmm. go home, shower, try and eat something. And then I would work at the shop until close, which was like about 9 or 10 Damn. back then. And it was that every day I got Sundays off from yeah. the shop mm-hmm. and from the plant. So Sundays I would like just sleep all fucking day. Yeah. You know hell yeah. I mean? well, you're yeah. like, oh, I can't yeah. wait. And it was that fucking grind for like at least a straight year. Oh, I remember shit. that. Wow. Yeah, like yeah. That routine. And I got it down pat. Like I had yeah. it down, you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, but you were after it like yeah, you I mean, were it, like this was, is this is what i wanted to do or die like, yeah. I, was like I can't go back home my dad gave me the speech of like hey man i'm glad you're going to spread your wings and finally take off from the nest but i want you to know you have nowhere to land here mm. you cannot come back mm-hmm. it's pretty much it was very like, eloquent it was in spanish it was beautifully said <laughs> but, it, but in english it was sassoon. yeah in english it was he's like, like hey, he's man. like you can't come back here mijo you can't yeah. motherfucker yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. how it sounded in or english else. in yeah. english it sounded like motherfucker yeah. in spanish it sounded like my love yeah. mi cariño exactly. <laughs> mi angelito <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, like, so I was all in. <laughs> I was I was 100% committed to this. Uh, and then, long story short, that shop ended up closing because they were going to sell it. They were ready to retire. They mm-hmm. had been doing it so fucking long, you know what I mean? And uh, somebody that wasn't a tattooer was going to take over. 
Mm. And we call those interlopers. You know, it's like FUBU, for us, by us. Somebody yeah. that wasn't a tattooer was going to run the shop. No big deal. But there was like this exodus where mm. everybody fucking left. You know what Ooh. I mean? And so uh, at that point, I was like, well, you know, mm, I don't want to stay here either. You know what I mean? Like they had taught me. They had brought me up. I had adopted their principles at that point. So I was like, well, I don't yeah. want to work for this fucking person either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we, yeah, all, yeah. we all, it was like solid. There's like Spartacus. We all fucking <laughs> left together. You know what I mean? Um, and at that point I was still talking. We are on a strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a union thing. And at that point I was still long distance dating that uh, girl. Mm-hmm. And at that point she had gone, moved from Garden was going to school in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was going to K-State. And so we were still talking. I was like, well, you know, here's my situation. She's like, well, why don't you move to Manhattan and try and there's there's like three tattoo shops here. Mm, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, the fuck else am I going to do? Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, it was either that or start all over again. So, and I didn't want to keep living out of my truck, you know, because yeah. when I first got to Minnesota, I was like living in the truck. I would shower at the truck stop and then oh, I would shit, go yeah. to the shop, to mm-hmm. the shops know what i mean before because mm-hmm. my, my cousin was living with his girlfriend so there's no place for me you know and then he yeah. had his own place they broke up thank god so many facets to this odyssey i'm telling you uh, so i end up back in i end up in manhattan i come back to kansas uh and do the same thing at that point i had it down mm-hmm, so i mm-hmm. went into all the other shops they were pretty much like hey you know appreciate it and i even told them hey i, I have a I, I got a license from minnesota yeah here's minnesota. my here's my here's my paper mm-hmm. you know here's my bloodborne pathogen test here's my little portfolio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great we're not really hiring right now great mm-hmm. we're really not hiring right now so on the third shop which was the only other one left i just went in there they're like the original way i was like hey i'm just looking to learn how to tattoo mm-hmm. uh i would i'm willing to work for free i just want to work the front kind of get into it and at that point i realized how difficult it was to get a kansas license which yeah. it still is oh yeah yeah, yeah. You know, and back then it was fucking crazy you know yeah. what i mean like how difficult it was compared to minnesota which is like buy some insurance take this test here you go bud <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> and so they 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 let they let me simmer for like a week mm-hmm. they're like well we'll let you know leave your contact number with the front person mm-hmm. and i was like oh fuck you know mm. And so I think I was working at like a greenhouse or something like that in- internally just to help and living out of my girlfriend's dorm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Damn. Just like real, real bare bones shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they call me back. I work the front. They pay me minimum wage, mm-hmm. which uh-huh. at the time was like six bucks, I think, maybe oh, seven shit, yeah. bucks. Yeah. Damn. Not, I don't know, $15 an hour of McDonald's stuff. But <laughs> uh, work the front, work it for a year. And they put me through another apprenticeship, old school. I was building needles. They mm-hmm. had a workshop in the basement of this shop. I built, I learned how to build tattoo machines. Yeah. Which I'm very grateful for because it's something that I am like very, Super very, old school. Very you got another old school version. Yeah, and they like yeah. refined, they gave me the proper tutelage that they kind of brushed past in the first one. You uh-huh. know, like they didn't make me build needles in the, in the Minnesota shop, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. I learned all the nuances of that, soldering it, you know, putting it, making sure the flux was right, uh-huh. dipping it mm-hmm. in the baking soda, using a, a pop can for a jig. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of my proudest milestones at that shop was one of the other tattooers that I really looked up to. Uh-huh. I'd made so many fucking needles <laughs> that he was like, let me look at one. Let me look at one. All right. Hey, you know what? Go autoclave that one. <laughs> yeah. And, I was and like, you're like, yes. Okay. So I put it through the, I put it through the autoclave, you know, and brought it back out to him, whatever. And he's like, you know what? 
I'm going to tattoo with this needle. Oh, shit. Oh. And I like sat there and he pulled out the one that I made and he lined a whole tattoo with it and it came out crispy as fuck. And I was just sitting there like, to him, it was just another fucking Tuesday. Yeah. You know, he didn't yeah. give a fuck. He was just like, but he really took, he was, he was really good at taking me under his wing. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. That whole shop was awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I remember just like, oh my God. <laughs> a needle that I made. <laughs> Used in a tattoo to make money to help pay for the bills. I'm like, what are the team? <laughs> and then I'm it was on the, invited to dinner yeah, tonight. Yeah. I actually get to drink water yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they gave me a blanket. <laughs> yeah. And so then they pushed me into tattoo machine building, and he also built machines. And he took me down to the workshop, taught me what type of steel what types of machines you could either bend the upright you could weld it you could do some brass brazing and you put me through the whole thing you know mm-hmm. and i was downstairs fucking like welding like with the torch <laughs> and shit <you> know, like, <laughs> built a couple machines none of them fucking worked you know like they would kick over and the circuit would so like they would buzz uh-huh. yeah but as soon as you loaded it with a needle it would just like <laughs> you know and i was like troubleshooting and it really taught me the ins and outs of how coil machines work you know mm-hmm. and that's back then there was always rotaries yeah there was always rotaries that's a common myth it's like oh coils loyal to the coil yeah rotaries direct drives linear slides they've all been around just as long as coils have you mm-hmm. know like in fact the oldest tattoo machine if i remember i was like uh, a spinner it's a, mm-hmm. a centripetal like uh, spinning cam that you attach needle to and that's what makes it go up and down mm-hmm. but i think they invented it as like a paper perforator mm-hmm. so like you like like how checks have mm. like a perforation that's what yeah. like a manual pre- i think th- i don't know i think thomas edison made it i could be wrong yeah but anyway but now like today most artists use rotaries mm, it's it's slowly taken over yeah like yeah there's some people that still use coils i still use coils every blue moon but really? i don't lie yeah a lot of the times if you, especially if you're doing something that's quick walk-ins anything like that mm-hmm. Just use the rotary. It's wireless. It's battery operated. The mm-hmm. coils interchange like a socket in a wrench. Yeah. You know, it's like boom, boom, boom. You know, yeah. it's, it's just Get so it streamlined. A mm-hmm. little bit of a learning curve, but there's no cord. Mm-hmm. There's no power supply you have to mess with. There's no foot pedal. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just this little like, and here we getting canceled again. It's like this little vibrator <laughs> that they engineered into the, a tattoo machine. Uh, you know, yeah, it's like is, this big. Is, yeah, it's yeah. like, mm, and it does yeah. silent. So your clients aren't as, you know. Startled. that's true you yeah. know there's a lot of benefits yeah, to it. Yeah. there's also drawbacks to are it also pretty loud you know but with and a lot of people argue about the tradition you know the tradition you know and it's like yeah i get that but i don't know i, I recently heard this and a then i looked up who said it but there's a really like rad saying that i've kind of resonated with it it's like tradition of any kind mm-hmm. regardless of what you're talking about is not about worshiping the ashes mm-hmm. it's about the preservation of the fire Ooh. you know and yeah. to me what that what i took away from that is it, it's not about oh well, you got to do it the way we've always done it nah, nah, nah. you got to do it like so and so did it you got to use the things that they used back then it's not really so much about that because that's kind of seeing the forest for the trees mm-hmm. it's more about keeping the principles alive mm-hmm. you know like are you doing good tattoos yeah yeah are you making are you making yeah are you making money are you keeping your clients happy Mm -hmm. at that point if you're doing those fundamental things that that make up tattooing Mm -hmm. as a whole as as an art form as an industry as a craft whatever you want to call it whoever's out there listening that does tattoos are you keeping those things going Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because once you once you sully those then that's when shit really starts to fall apart yeah that's whenever things start to stray away from why we do what we do what allows us to do what we do tattooing is something that's been around 
it's like like I told mm-hmm. you guys the other day it's like it's like a river mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. to be a tattooer it's you're part of something so much greater than yourself that it started way before you yeah way before you yeah and it is going to continue on way longer than you can even fathom yeah mm-hmm. and you as the individual as the artist as the tattooer as the tattooist as whatever the hell you identify mm-hmm. if you're doing tattoos you get the opportunity you you're graced with the chance to just stand in that river mm-hmm. and be a part of it yeah and with that opportunity you get a chance to be the best version of yourself and contribute and and do for tattooing what you can mm-hmm. you know what i mean and there's so a lot of different ways to go about it but one quick thing there like i feel like that goes back to what you were saying earlier when we were talking about like what led you to the tattoo industry and about like finding peace and chasing peace and not happiness and I think like what you just described right there was chasing that peace and like you found that peace yeah once I like, realized damn. that <laughs> yeah once once I it's put it all together here. with these two don't cancel us yet no yeah please mm. don't I mean I don't know it'd be easy to cancel me but trust me uh, it's worth the listen mm-hmm. um once I put this all together after those two apprenticeships I was like holy shit like something yeah. just clicked and that's where the fire got ignited for me Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I have an opportunity right now to be the best version of myself in something, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not somebody else's dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not my uncle's dream. It's not my parents dream. It's something that I'm going to be able to do myself. I'm going to build my own career. I'm going to mm-hmm. be the best at this, yeah. you know, and I may not be the best at Hardy, you know, just to put it in perspective. Cause I start yeah, listing yeah. off names and you guys will be like, <laughs> who? You know, you can list some names. We know some names. We know some names. At that point, back to the coil rotary thing, you know, it doesn't matter what you use. It doesn't matter how you go about it. It doesn't matter if you trace. It doesn't matter if you draw with a pencil or an iPad pen or Mm -hmm. anything like that. In my opinion, you know, what the fuck do I know? It's about are you preserving the principles that made tattooing what it is, Mm -hmm. how you were introduced to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Are you? It's not just about doing crisp lines. It's not just about mm-hmm. doing smooth shading. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's about the client handling. It's about the experience. Mm-hmm. It's about are you contributing to your community? Are you making a living? Are you, mm. you know what I mean? Are you servicing tattooing first? Uh-huh. Because ta- without tattooing, you're nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't do what you do without tattooing. So to neglect it in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. to me, is a severe injustice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's when I was like, you know what? Tattooing is like my purpose. Yeah. Like there's a lot of purposes that you can give yourself because what's like the biggest questions like what's the purpose of life yeah to get corny with it yeah and so many answers for that you can break it down the purpose of life is to abstain death Mm -hmm. to stay alive Mm -hmm. but that's not life that's existing yeah to to live to to have a purpose in life is to have a purpose Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. you give that to yourself regardless of what you do Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And for me at that point, that's when I realized that tattooing was my purpose. And it's like my self-anointed purpose. And that's when I started to... And I took it seriously, but that's when I really, really took it fucking seriously. Because up to this point, I was... And at that point, you're in Manhattan too, right? Yeah. 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 And at this point, I was, you know, just to put a little foundation into this, I was like strung out on drugs. Mm -hmm. I was drinking all the time. I was Mm -hmm. partying. You know, I was living that lifestyle. And at that point, you know, a series of things happened that really, like, put things in perspective. And that's when I, like, went cold sober, 
mm-hmm. you know like to this day i haven't touched any hard stuff since 2011 yeah you know, like i drink you know mm-hmm. I smoke a little smoke a little here and there but that's that's mm-hmm. creator's medicine that's not yeah, yeah. that's not poison you know those are yeah. called sentence enhancers yeah there you yeah. go <laughs> exactly <laughs> Creative um, boosters. Yeah, there you go. My <laughs> mood stabilizers. Mood stabilizer <laughs> yeah, medicine. Yeah. And then I really anxiety g- medicine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's all from the creator. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really got it in gear. You know, that's when I started taking it super seriously. And I was like, I'm gonna make myself the best tattooer that I can possibly be. And I'm not mm-hmm. gonna put myself before the client. I'm not gonna put myself before the craft. I'm not gonna try and like this is my way of doing it no Mm -hmm. no 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 no. i'm going to take everything that i learned from everybody around me and i'm going to try and capitalize and maximize that i'm going to try and crank those skills to 11. and at that point it was pretty clear that it's like walk-in style shops that's all that i knew Mm -hmm. yeah and you got to try and do every single style that comes in you could be doing color black and gray script just line work and then it started to develop watercolor art nouveau <laughs> uh, color realism, you know, and then as many Sounds things, fancy. As, yeah, as many yes. things as you can find on Google, you can turn it into a tattoo. And so mm-hmm. I got obsessed with the technical proficient aspect of doing tattoos. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do every single style as good as I possibly could, yeah. regardless of the cost. You know, but like I think like your 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 pieces do speak for that. Yeah, like I, you I just, just do I, some amazing work. Like I remember when I I remember when you first started working at Hellbomb. And I remember like seeing your name, seeing the stuff that you were putting out. And I just remember going, damn, like, he's so good. Like, and you know, like, I know like some of your things, like I could probably say is a little neo-traditional. So like, it makes sense at Hellbomb with their American traditional, but like you're, I'm, and this is no, like not, nothing bad to say on any of the artists at Hellbomb because they do incredible work too. But like when I saw your stuff and the versatility that you were bringing to the shop, I was just like, damn. And I remember a, a good friend of ours, he, I know he like would get tattooed by you. And I was like, oh my God, you know, Adrian too. Like, I didn't personally know you, but like, we would often talk about like artists and we'd go back and forth and we'd be like, hey dude, have you checked this person's stuff out yet? And then like, I, I just remember like when you first started there and going like, damn, I just want to like get to know Adrian. I just want to talk to him. So now we're here. So here we you are. Didn't, you didn't know, you didn't know Look any of that. You didn't know any of this happening, especially when we talked last time. But I remember like, when you first started and going like, damn, he just does some amazing things. Well, you, you really do. Really <laughs> but I have to disclaim that a little bit by, I'm not a stud. I'm not a prodigy. I am not naturally talented at this. You just what worked I, your ass off. What I am yeah, is, you worked your ass off for it. I'm a product of my environment. And mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. been very blessed, I guess would be the way to say it, to work with all the people that I've ever worked with in any shop ever, you know, because you learn something from everybody, even if it's how not to do something. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely the way that I approached it. I would always latch on to who I thought was like, oh, I could learn something from them. I'm Mm going to get tattooed by them. I'm just going (laughs) to... Don't mind me being over your shoulder. (laughs) I just want to take some pictures. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very, very creepy. Hey, now you brought the Dahmer thing back You you brought it full circle. I'm canceled. uh, uh, yeah, but every single tattoo shop I've ever worked at, guest spotted at, got to visit, been tattooed at, anything like that, I've always tried to just absorb something mm-hmm. and put it in my little toolbox. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then I feel like that's the way that I look at tattooing even now. You know, you could call me established. You could call me seasoned, whatever. I mean, I've been tattooing professionally for 15 plus years, you know, mm-hmm. not counting the underground stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I, f- I still feel like I suck. You know, I still feel like 
that yeah that's human i have so much to learn but that's the beauty of tattooing back to the river analogy is that if you think you've mastered tattooing Mm -hmm. uh, forgive me but i feel like in my opinion and what the fuck do i know (laughs) you're a little arrogant you know because you may have mastered one style or one Mm -hmm. aspect of it but there's so much that goes into tattooing you'll never master it and that's the beauty of it in my opinion yeah is that you strive for perfection you strive for mastery but you also have to accept and back to the dichotomy and the duality and the peace thing you have to accept that you'll never attain it yeah mm-hmm. and that's not the important part it's not that you're it's a failure about chasing it. yeah it is the pursuit mm-hmm. of that perfection it is the pursuit that is meaningful yeah and once you understand that i mean anybody out there listening all my tatter tots and colleagues and tatter other tots. Ta- and <laughs> that's, tat- our, that's our new hashtag tat homies tatter out tots. there if you haven't thought of it like that, I hope that, you know, you pick something out of this and that you take it home with you and you apply it to yeah. not your technical application because everybody in town, I think, is better than me. But maybe <laughs> to your principal perspective of what tattooing is as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of motherfuckers out there right now that I know personally that are rolling their motherfucking eyes at me. Like, <laughs> this guy is so this full of shit. He's the biggest this fucking asshole I ever met. He's not one He's of the good dickhead. ones. He's no. out here trying to steal yeah. my job. Just Fuck kidding, guys. This guy. Damn, canceled again. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, they may be right, but mm-hmm. that doesn't change the way that I actually feel about tattooing. Like tattooing, yeah, I, I'm, I love it, you know, and that that's yeah. that's putting it lightly. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I've I'm heard obsessed that obsessed with it. Yeah, I've heard that. Like, um, there's a difference between like wanting to master something and you're chasing mastery. You're you know, mastery is not attainable. Yeah, I've yeah. any of the love. masters that we follow today, like any artistic masters from back like you mentioned um caravaggio yeah like he never considered himself a master like we look back on him and we're like that's a master Mm -hmm. right there Mm -hmm. but he never toted himself around saying that he was like the caravaggio yeah Yeah. michelangelo never did the same thing either like if you read like his book is just like the agony and the ecstasy Mm -hmm. and that's really what it is this this ecstasy of finally um, getting to something really good, but then the agony of knowing you need to be better, you need mm-hmm. to do more, and yeah. that's mastery. It's about you know you never get yeah, there. Yeah, it's about yeah. not falling in love with reaching the summit or even the mm-hmm. view from the top. It's about falling in love with the climb. Yeah, yes. you know, like keep pumping your legs. You're never, you will reach a series of plateaus, and the the beauty of it and the agony of mm-hmm. it is that you reach that plateau and you get to like yes you know yeah. i fucking did it you know but mm-hmm. then you turn around and guess what bubba that river there's more mm-hmm. mountain than there's you can more. even see the top of yeah, yeah and that exactly. that's that's what you need to fall in love with if you want to like in my opinion be a great tattooer and mm-hmm. that's not just like oh i've been published or i've been winning awards at conventions or i, I was on tv or whatever you know mm-hmm. props mm-hmm. to you all, mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you. Thanks for putting tattooing out there so that yeah, other people yeah. can mm-hmm. see it. You yeah. know what I mean? But to me, it's more important about like the principal value that mm-hmm. you are you serving tattooing or are you serving yourself first? Mm. You know, because if you didn't do tattoos, Ooh, you wouldn't be able to pay your bills. Are, are you in it for for the fame or are you in it for the growth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a there, hey Jake man. Cole said that yeah. on the song. If there you haven't you listened to his new album, he says that on one of the intros. There's another <laughs> song too by the Talking Heads, and there's a lyric that says, uh, "Never for money, always for love." Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody I work with pointed that out one time when we were out drinking, and that's another little core memory that yeah. I have, you know, yeah. from a coworker of days past. And I can't speak enough 
to everyone I've worked at and back to, you know, if I'm going to give mad props and like name drop, Hellbomb by far. Mm -hmm. Biggest influence, biggest corner I ever turned in my career as far as mm-hmm. a tattoo as a well-rounded tattooer I didn't own any books mm-hmm. that were tattoo reference or related yeah. or mm-hmm. anything like that like I have a ton of books that I read I love to read mm-hmm. but they were the first shop that ever turned me on to like I remember one of them asked me hey man how much money do you have and I was like is this like a riddle yeah I mean, yeah because like, <laughs> I feel like you need to spend as much spare money as you possibly have at this point in your career buying books mm-hmm. because you will fall back on that and that will teach you more than Google Pinterest mm-hmm. anything yeah, out there yeah. anything in the digital world oh, yeah. you need to go to the root and stop worrying about the fruit Mm. Damn, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, tattoo. You guys did not know you were getting so many learning and tidbits here tonight. Tattooing is full of analogies. Trust me. We're all all full of shit, too. (laughs) It sounds good to you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. No, definitely. We know that. We party with you guys hard, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, (laughs) shout out to Then we have a lot of regrets the next day because we're like, fuck. That didn't, that Sergio episode, we were so hungover the next day. I'm so sorry, Sergio. We'll do better. But Denzel just denzel drinking us up. <laughs> the whole time denzel <laughs> fucked us up yeah i get too caught up in the storytelling i mean touch my drink hold on a little mm-hmm. asmr for everybody yeah <laughs> I'll, pour you, I'll pour you a shot so you can catch up somehow Una mas. <laughs> uh yeah so back to the story sorry i went on a super sermon on the mount there about tattooing but uh you were passionate. Oh, uh, man. That's to say fine. the least. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I think I have an unfair advantage, too, because I live alone. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't have a very adamant or, okay, I'll uh, take it with you. you know, involved mm-hmm. social life. All I do is work. And people are like, well, you know, you, you work seven days a week. You tattoo all the time. Like, don't you have a life? I'm like, yeah, right here, right now, talking to you about it in the chair. You know what I mean? This is this is my life. You this know what is, I mean? Yeah. This is all me. And like, that may seem a little unhealthy to some people, and, and I can I could see that. But mm-hmm. to me, it's just I. It's almost the way I explain it to people. Salud. Salud. Is you've been traveling, you're out of your routine, you're on the road for whatever reason, you're camping. Let's say that. That's yours. I know. You, you go a day without brushing your teeth. <laughs> How does that feel? That's the worst. How does I've that gone feel? Cam- well, no, 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 camping and not having a shower. I remember like we, my Mine friends and I showering. Well, it go. was even just washing your hands. There you go. You know oh, what yes. I mean? It's just yeah. that. Like I, just, I did brush my teeth. We did do that, but yeah. it's like the washing the yeah. hands. I remember like we went into town. This is probably the third day of camping. Jocelyn, Connor, and I—they were on the on the podcast too. And we went into town, and I remember we were both we were all like, "Guys, I washed my hands mm-hmm. with soap, yes, running water." How good does that feel? <laughs> that was so amazing. Like first, how does it feel not to brush your teeth or not wash your hands? For <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, it's, drugs. it's that off. Sucks. It just throws you off. It's yeah, like, I wash so my you hands can't stop a thinking lot. About it. A lot. Yeah, it's all that's on your mind, regardless yeah. of what you're doing. You can still function and do your stuff, mm-hmm. but you're like, "Fuck, I yeah. need to wash my hands. Yeah. I need to brush my teeth." Mm-hmm. As unhealthy, as uncompulsive, as an obsessive as it sounds, that's how I feel about tattooing. Yeah. And not just like, oh, I'm a tattooer, I'm cool. It's like, <laughs> even if it's one little butterfly or one little infinity knot or one little freckle, mm-hmm. I, I have, I, that I just. That infinity knot was really po- popular it, back then. Uh, <laughs> and so was white ink tattoos, man. I'll tell you, there's a lot of trends. It's like fashion. But yeah. <laughs> I, ha- I almost have to do a tattoo every day or it just gives me that weird yeah. tick. You know what I mean? It just. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, uh, tattooing is, 
I grew up as a tattooer. Like I grew up, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties now, but I started in shops when I was 18. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, I grew up from a teenager into a, an adult as a tattooer. Tattooing has been there through everything, you know, through the most hardest hardships to the highest highs, you know, is mm-hmm. there yeah. through everything that I've ever been through. Tattooing was always right there with me. So it's almost like I have to at least try to give back by giving it my time, giving it my effort. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I can't just turn my back on it in any way, shape or form. And as cliche as that fucking sounds, that's just the way it is. I, yeah, that's just the way it is. That's the way I've always thought about it. That's the way I was taught about it. So something that came to mind when you said that, like I was thinking, I remember Denzel said that a lot too on his episode. He was like, how am I going to give back? I owe something to my industry. I owe yeah. something to this industry. He talked a lot about like giving a free apprenticeship back or like passing down that knowledge. What is your giving back point? I've never had an official apprenticeship, but there had there is a, a young, my homie, you know, and mm-hmm. I, again, I don't want to name drop because I don't know how people feel. I haven't really told anybody I was doing this podcast, but yeah, uh, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Just to Adrian? be on the safe side. There's this there's this guy that I've known since I was young. We we're both from the same hometown. Mm-hmm. We both started underground. I'm a little bit older and I took off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've never had an official apprentice, but I have literally taught this guy every single thing mm-hmm. that I know about tattooing all and I, and I gave it to him in increments you know where yeah. I would give him a little tidbit here he would ask me to come tattoo him or I'd, he'd come to the shop I was at and get tattooed mm-hmm. and I would I would bullshit him be like yeah we make our own pigment here man yeah, yeah I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you I'm not gonna tell you what ink we use you know what I mean and then at years he would just keep coming back he would just keep hanging out you know mm-hmm. what I mean and eventually we became really good friends and that's when I just took the veil off and just literally downloaded every single thing I've ever learned about Gave tattooing. Gave him the floppy disk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Traditions, <laughs> principles. Flash drive. Yeah, techniques, brands, the, needles, the everything. The CD that he made yeah, with I gave the tracks the, on the... I gave him the lime wire. Lime wire? I gave him the kazaa. The frost like, wire. I got my dial-up. Hold on real yeah. quick. <laughs> it does sound like a phone. <laughs> I've, you know, he's gotten tattooed by me and working in shops. I have charged him for the tattoos, but I've never charged him a dime for any of that information, which mm-hmm. is essentially the equivalent of an apprenticeship. Maybe yeah. not in the true sense where I'm standing over his shoulder doing stuff, but he showed me pretty early on that he shares the same principal mindset that I that was passed down to me. Yeah. You know, like he loves tattooing mm-hmm. as much as anybody I've ever met. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I don't know if this is going to be like a, can you guess who, but he also works at Hellbomb now. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I worked okay. at Hellbomb yeah. and then he worked at Hellbomb. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And he still works there and he's one of the most passionate people I've ever met about tattooing. He's a great individual. And That's uh, awesome. if you can figure out who it is, go get tattooed by him at Hellbomb. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as, as far as giving back. They're probably my first tattoo person. Yeah, th- yeah, whatever. I've heard you say that every podcast. <laughs> yeah, call her out. Call her out. Call her out. Pussy. Dawn is going to be Pussy. my first one. Yeah, she yeah, fucking canceled go. on Dawn. I did. I did I've heard that Dawn. on three different episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Pussy. Yeah. So as far as contributing <laughs> Back. That's why Don and I are like, oh, we're on the rocks right now. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'll go get my Where's stuff right womp, now. We'll womp, put something womp. on. Yeah. Bunch of hoopla. Let's put an infinity sign on me. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Bring it out right now. Well, let's do. I figure we do the three dots on the web of your hand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the three dots. A, a B G instead of Vatos Locos. A B G <laughs> instead of Mi Vida Loca. A B G. Yes, that's what you need to 
tattoo on I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> I'm going to fucking do it. It has to be behind your ear. And then they're going to be like, oh, what you rep? What? ABG. ABG, baby. ABG. <laughs> they're going to think you're from Kirky. <laughs> they're going to be like, what is that? <laughs> they don't need to know. Only real ones know. And then I have like all these these Asians with blonde hair come behind me. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're going to hear the mufflers outside on the cars. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just imagined that. <laughs> Dusty, play Tokyo Drift. <laughs> play to- yeah, play Tokyo Drift. What's your name though? The one for <laughs> I'm thinking of Pink Car. Uh, too fast, too furious. Um, oh, Suki. Yes, yeah, Suki. Mm-hmm. That's Suki. Steve Aoki's sister. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Damn. Dusty didn't c- pull it up quick, but we, oh, no, should no, we no. give him enough time? Yeah, should, should we? Should, yeah, mm-hmm, let's stay on the topic mm-hmm. so we can hear that. <laughs> 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 Damn commercials. No, but anyway, as far as contributing, like Dusty, I will pay that eleven ninety nine for you. <laughs> yeah, let's get that ready. There it is. What you rapping, babe? A B G. I'm telling you, I'd rock an A B G hoodie so hard. I I will make one. If you if you even if it's just for me, if you. I will. I'll make the first hoodie will come to you. Yeah, I swear to God. Get matching hoodies. Yes, we gotta do a photo shoot. <laughs> oh my God, that would be amazing. Okay, giving back to the industry though. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, as far as material contribution, I feel like that is my biggest one. Yeah. Is just giving somebody else, passing the little torch mm-hmm. on to yeah. someone that's younger than me, that has the potential to be stronger and better in every you know sense mm-hmm. of the word. That way I can, you know, die, retire in peace, you know, the knowing yeah. that somebody worthwhile, worthy is carrying on the flame. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that may seem a little cliche, you know, like a lot of the shit that I've said tonight. But <laughs> to me, so. when, I, when I think about it, chasing mastery, that means passing I, it down. When I think yeah. about it, you know, like that, he is my like Stevie Ray Vaughan, my little pride and joy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm so fucking proud of him mm-hmm. for everything he's accomplished in the way that not just his tattoos, but just everything it takes to be a tattooer every mm. single facet that that ocean yeah of aspects of becoming a tattooer like he is just he's doing it right mm-hmm. you know and i don't feel like he'd be working at hellbomb if he wasn't yeah you know that's like a real deal shop you know what i mean there's no no busters you know what i mean yeah yeah as far as outside of that you know like what i personally contribute is just continuing on the path that i was set on way back when mm-hmm. you know what i mean not straying from the original traditions that were given to me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it without sounding corny as fuck. That's Sound okay. corny. I mean. We're Sound already corny. super corny. Go ahead. We love it. We'll play some SpongeBob. Just being, just <laughs> My giving, giving people what they want. You know what I mean? It's not, not pressing them to get what I think would look good because I drew it. You know, mm-hmm. if you want a little teeny tiny tattoo, I have no idea what that means to you until mm-hmm. I ask you. So mm-hmm. I have to treat every single tattoo like it is the most meaningful tattoo you're ever going to get. And yep. I also have to treat every single tattoo like mm-hmm. it's the last tattoo that I ever get to do. Mm-hmm. And when you combine those two. As you should, though, because, you know, like yeah. you care for you care what everyone has on their like. Like, this is my work on your body. I want you to be happy. So Precisely. that makes me happy for you loving it. And yeah, I'm yeah. doing what I was taught how to do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like carrying it on. Mm-hmm. giving them a good experience and whatever shop I'm working at at the time or if they follow me wherever I go mm-hmm. it's beneficial both ways yeah mm-hmm. and honestly that being said one of the most common questions I get is like what's your favorite style 
What do you yeah. like to do? Oh, yeah. And there's not a really style because I do every style you want. If you look mm-hmm. far back enough on my page, there's literally every single style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I pride myself in that. But what that speaks to is that I like to be about the client. Like I will oh, do awesome. yeah. the biggest big tattoo from your neck to your fucking ass. <laughs> I will do the tiniest. Go, Emily. I will do the tiniest tattoo that I had to do get a jeweler's loop out mm-hmm. to do precisely a single needle. I'm gonna do the same thing what Don did. Fucking whole torso. Get it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Neck right. to nipples, baby. As a woman, as a woman, that sounds. Oh, don't stigmatize yourself. You could do it. <laughs> Everybody has nipples. Well, yeah, but imagine me with a sleeve. Oh, that'd be so Ooh. sexy. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> I should get a sleeve. Ooh, you girl. should get a sleeve. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, you should. From Don, though, because you owe him an appointment. Yeah, you do owe him an appointment, you fucking pussy. Oh, what's this Uh, doggy that we're seeing on the screen right now? uh, That, uh, so, side note, I don't live alone. I live with my weenie dogs. (laughs) Oh, I love weenie dogs. I have have two weenie dogs. Uh, This was my first weenie dog ever. His name is Rufus. Oh. And this was a a monochromatic color study I did in, Mm -hmm. looks like, 2014. Uh, just bored at the shop. I think I had a cancellation, so I drew him as a little gentleman. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I He's absolutely so cute. He's love, so proper. <laughs> love my dogs. Uh, he, I, I governor. He's no longer with me. Uh, he's he's Aww. he's no longer part of my life, unfortunately. Uh, he's not dead. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I was the, about to be like, oh, the, the ex that the I the ex took it. The, the ex took it. Uh, she was the girlfriend from Manhattan. She takes great care of him. She's more obsessed with him than I ever was. Aww. So yeah, he's in great hands. Good. But That's I haven't good. seen him in a few years now. But yeah. I have two weenie dogs right now. Benny, uh, he is uh, ten years old now. And oh, I have big Dottie. boy. Yeah, Dorothy, but I call her Dottie. Uh, and they're both black and tan, like the the Rottweiler uh-huh. yeah. uh, pattern. And uh, she's a toy, so she's only like 12 pounds and she's long haired. Mm-hmm. And he's a standard only by weight. Technically, he's a mini, but he's so big that he weighs over 25 pounds. Yeah. So that vet considers him a standard. Uh, but oh. they, I can show you I can show you pictures of him. I'll look for it while we're uh, yes. talking about this stuff. But hell yeah. We want to see the puppies. Uh, yeah. I am, oh, the doggies. I am absolutely obsessed <laughs> that's a good pick that's a good one if you guys are on uh adrian's page it's adrian underscore aldeco underscore and that's where you're gonna find all the weenies that's dotty oh dotty oh my goodness yeah and that's a little sweater with a little sweater she's in her little sweater that aunt megan gave her a few Aww. years ago i love that yep oh and that's adorable oh well there's a oh look at Aww. their eyes they're so cute and then uh, so many people know about my dogs, like they are my regular clients. Yeah. That they will like give them gifts. Oh, they'll that's be like, hey, so I, yeah, instead of me, like they won't even tip my fucking ass. Which, hey, <laughs> people out there in Radio Land, I don't care about tips. You know this if you get tattooed by me, I don't care about tips. Yeah. Uh, but they will bring me extravagant gifts for yeah. my dogs. Like, for example, one year, a uh, very, very nice lady made a blanket with my dog's <gasps> face on it. Oh, my God. Uh, that's that is so sweet. It was yeah. a little bit serial killerish because she had to go find yeah. pictures of the dog <laughs> online. Like this and I was like, where did you really? get that picture of Benny? And she's like, oh, it was online somewhere. And I was like, I'm not even going to ask anymore. But yeah. Uh, she stalked you. Uh, I take it as a compliment. Yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery. But yeah. <laughs> My dogs are a huge part of my life. Uh, if I'm not 
tattooing at the shop or reading or drawing for my appointment the next day i'm hanging out with them yeah yeah so just curious when when do you draw for your appointment the next day so we've heard a little bit of people in the morning people are at night whenever i have time really uh i like i said i I live and breathe this stuff so you've been in the game for too long you're like Mm -hmm. i can do this in my yeah like so (laughs) i'm so used to people like well you know and as soon as they start up talking i know they change their mind (laughs) (laughs) and that happens all the time or the wi-fi's out so or i mean i started like when the internet was just you know a baby Mm -hmm. we drew everything with a pencil or a marker back Mm -hmm. then you know mandalas used to take 45 fucking minutes to draw yeah we didn't have uh, amazeograph on the mm-hmm. iPad. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? yeah. So I'm I'm ready. I'm like an American gladiator. Shoot me, shoot <laughs> shoot those rubber balls <laughs> at me. I'm agile. Yeah, 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 dude, yeah, I'm agile. I'm ready <laughs> for whatever. For example, today the Wi Fi was out. Yeah. And I had already drawn this kabuki crab, which is mm-hmm. like layman's terms, it's just a crab with a face on the back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh and I drawn it out, ready to go, sized, everything's had to print it off. Oh, wi Fi's sh- down. Uh, okay, oh. no big deal. Hey, whatever. We tried to figure it out for like twenty minutes. Fuck it. We're wasting time at this point. Yeah. I just say, hey, man, I showed him the drawing on the iPad. Uh-huh. You down with this? Yeah, sure. All right, let's go. So I just drew it on him. Freehand oh, it? Yeah, awesome. if you go to my story, if you can click on my story on, on Instagram, I don't know if you can do it from the internet. <laughs> Bless uh, you. But I just ended up drawing it on him. No yeah. big deal. Yeah, red, yellow marker first, red marker next, tattoo it, boom. That's awesome. Yeah, this is so today? Yeah, this was today. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. <laughs> to oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. Look uh, at that. The internet was, I didn't brag about it, like, no Wi Fi, no problem. But yeah, yeah. The, story be- <laughs> the story behind this was internet was down, couldn't print it off, couldn't use the stencil maker. Well, okay, I'll just draw that shit on. That's wow. fucking awesome. I had already, so, but to answer your question, I drew this mm-hmm. uh, the night before. Mm-hmm. But I'm an early bird, so I'll get off work. Uh, a late day for me is like six or seven mm-hmm. oh, you know okay. like my days of tattooing at the shop past like nightfall leaving at 10 or 12 i'm an old man you know, <laughs> and i got some miles on me so i try not to i try not to and plus i got the dogs i don't want them pissing shit in the yeah yeah the yeah. Facts. yeah yeah go yep, see yep. the babies yeah uh so i'm out of there pretty early so i usually either will spend i'll eat when i get home mm-hmm. and then i'll draw for either the next day or if i've already prepped or if it's a continuation where i'm just doing shading mm-hmm then I'll draw for the next day or the mm-hmm. next next day or next week or gotcha. whatever. So I'll spend at least about an hour prepping for whatever appointment that I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very rarely am I not doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then if it's a bigger piece, I'll start it in the evening for about an hour and a half because I go to bed pretty early because I wake up, I would say 6.37, the latest. If I'm up past nine, I wasted a fucking half the day, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, and then I'll tighten it up or finish it out or get it to the point where it's ready to stencil. Yeah. And even then, I'm ready for them to be like, well, can you change? <laughs> and I'm, I never roll my eyes. I never, uh, I never, you know what I mean? Like internally. <laughs> That's me daily. Uh, internally, <laughs> fuck yeah. You know, yeah. but when they're there in front of me, and there has been exceptions to that rule where I'm like, well, man, like what you're asking me to do is like a total reboot. Mm. I'm happy to do it, first of all. But with the time and the way that I set my schedule up during the busy season, mm, mm-hmm. there's somebody coming in behind you. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel right taking their time yeah. by redrawing your thing and we won't have time to tattoo it. So let's just reschedule your appointment. Let's have a, let's call this a consultation instead. Mm-hmm. Give it to That's me with point. both barrels from top to bottom. Yeah. Okay, boom. I'm going to take all these meticulous notes. I'll trace your chest, trace your leg, whatever. I'll have it ready for you for next time. Yeah. But that also starts to get people to be like, oh, shit, I better know what the fuck I want. You know what I mean? When I, You better know what you want 
to order when you get to the counter yeah kind yep. of situation that's you know true because I mean? yeah. you cannot and, uh, be standing there like uh and there's exceptions <laughs> to the rules a crabby there, patty yeah <laughs> there have been people that press the fucking envelope you know like mm. and there's a funny you know getting into tattoo stories there was a, a young lady uh who came into a shop and i'm not going to start name dropping here just for discretion she came into a shop as her first tattoo so i'll give her that uh wanted something relatively small I drew it up based on her consultation when she first came in. She saw it, wanted to tweak it. Okay. She had an hour and a half appointment because it was that small. Mm -hmm. I had three other appointments that day. Draw it up, tweaked it again. Draw it up. Eh, okay, better, but tweaked it again. Draw it up. Hey, but actually, can we, you know, draw mm -hmm. it up? So it was like four or five times that I drew this thing up. No problem. Finally got it to where she liked it. Awesome. We had like 20, 30 minutes left. Okay. And I said, and I handled this with as, you know, politely as I could. Well, unfortunately, here's how it goes. There's somebody coming in next. Yeah. They know what they want. They're ready to go. Yeah. If I start this tattoo on you, I'm going to be cutting into their time. That's going to mm -hmm. put everybody after them. And maybe that's the negative aspect of doing it like that, but that's just the way I it mean, is. I mean, that's the way that that's machine. the way your schedule yeah. works. This so. is how the sausage is made. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I mean, this like is that's a street how shop. That is yeah. how shit works, mm -hmm. though. And so I was like, "It's Friday. I'll tell you what. If you can come in on uh, Tuesday, or it was Saturday. Saturday, you come in on Tuesday. I'll have this ready for you. We'll tattoo it. I'll come in early. I'll stay late. We'll get you taken care of. Otherwise." it's going to be weeks. You yeah. know, this is during like tax season. So it's busy as shit. Yeah. yeah. And she, at the time she's like, Oh, okay. You know, Oh, you know, I'm kind of bummed, but okay, fine. She leaves. I mm -hmm. do the rest of my work day. By the end of that day, we're, we close at eight. Mm -hmm. The end of that day, I come back on Sunday. Cause I tattoo every day. I come in on Sunday. I'm the only one there. I check the voicemail cause it's beeping. It's this lady. Uh. And she's like, Hey, well. so I had an experience with so-and-so <laughs> and I just don't want the tattoo anymore. Uh. And so I want to get my deposit back. Uh. And blah, 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 blah. Okay, the first message is nice. Okay, yeah. And I don't call her back. We don't really do that there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nobody's answering the phone because it's by appointment only on Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I let it go. And by the end of my workday on Sunday, another message. And it's the lady. Hey, so I called earlier and nobody's called me back. And I don't really know how you guys run things over there, but uh, I want my deposit back. Okay, mm. I don't want to get. The, I don't want the tattoo anymore. Okay, mm. so okay, no big deal. I go home. I plan on giving this lady a deposit back. Oh wow! First of all, I plan on. Yeah, I don't care. It's not worth. It's not worth eighty bucks. Yeah. You know, oh, so at yeah, the time yeah, it was yeah. eighty dollars. Oh, okay. It's so not you worth, haven't you haven't gone up yet? Yeah, yeah. Back back to client handling being a part of being a good yeah, tattooer. Yeah. It's not worth pissing this person off forever. Yeah. Maybe yeah, leave yeah. a little sour taste in their mouth as opposed to like, well, they took my fucking eighty dollars. That's gonna be <laughs> they're gonna be telling that story till Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're so I'll get to the grave. In, yeah, already I was like, it's eighty bucks. I haven't even done the work. I've done a few sketches for a big deal. Monday I come in for my work day. Mm -hmm. there's another message and this one's a little heated oh, i don't shit. know who i need to call or what i need to do but i'm bringing my husband in there on <laughs> tuesday and i will be getting my deposit back what and i was like ooh, <laughs> shaking my fucking hand i was like damn i'd <laughs> be like hey how how much longer can i push her <laughs> i could see the steam coming off of the answering machine on yeah. that one yeah uh and i go up to the computer and there's an email and there's like a fucking paragraph oh, in shit. the email she had looked up who owned the shop. I want to speak to so-and-so, who uh -huh. was the owner of the shop. And I want to let you know about so-and-so, uh, which was me, uh -huh. and my experience on Saturday. Uh, this is what 
excuse me, this is what happened, and here's how it made me feel. And not once during this process did that tattooer ask me what this tattoo meant to me or what the significance or why I was getting it tattooed. And I was like, oh, my God. I, I mean, I'll ask you that when I'm doing the tattoo, but I didn't know. It's like, damn, sketching. And, I mean, yeah. she was getting a branch of dogwood flowers. Oh. So it's like a cherry blossom branch, essentially. Mm-hmm. Little teeny tiny one. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, and the email's like, and we will be in there on Tuesday to get our money back. Ooh. And it's like all caps. You know what I mean? And so. Underscore. And so she calls. So it wasn't what she thought about sending, but it was what she said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then so she calls again on that same Monday in another heated voicemail just to speed up the story. And she's like, and I've sent emails and nobody has responded to my calls or my emails. Oh, shit. And so I just get at this point, I'm like, damn, you know, so (laughs) I just get before I leave on Monday, I get on the I get on the email and I just write back to her first email. I just write back. Okie dokie. Artichokey. (laughs) See you Tuesday. That's it. I respond to the email. Yeah, That's yeah. what she was wanting. That's uh, what she wanted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It gets better. Trust Okey me. Dokey. It gets better. Trust me. So Tuesday morning, I have an easy day. It's all shading. No, uh, I don't need to draw anything. It's all in progress stuff. I go to the bank and I'm like, okay, lady, you want to, you want a nickel and dime? You want to play these fucking games? It's yeah. like, all right, I'm going to be a little petty here. And you know, you fucking you know, put I it know, in coins. I'm a dick. I'm a dick. I know I'm not the <laughs> nicest guy. I told you I wasn't perfect. I go to my bank and I was like, hey, how how much money can you give me in coins? And they're like, oh, we're a bank, man. If you run, a, if you have a business account, we'll give you whatever you want. I have a business checking account. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I was like, well, can I get like a 80 bucks in pennies? And they're like, well, they went and looked. And they didn't have enough to do $80 in pennies. They're like, uh-huh. we can give it to you in nickels and dimes. And I was like, sold. Yeah. And he's like, well, do you have a bag? I had to buy a bank bag from the bank for them to give it to. It was oh 27 God. pounds. <laughs> Of coins and nickels and dimes. I got an $80. That's funny. And I went to work and I had this fucking tote. You <laughs> I sound like a damn pirate. That's a dollar store coins. to another level. Uh, oh my God. And so, well, actually, they were in the rolls. And I had and some of it broken. So you could hear it jingling around. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I just kept it all, kept it all right there. Them bitches are thick, too. Yeah, yeah. And the, the way that the front desk was set up is that there was like a big... Uh, divider in uh-huh. front of the computer so you couldn't see where, what was going on on the computer because people like to like lean over <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true mm-hmm. and so i had it all right there you know and noon i'm talking to my first client checking a man hey man let me see your arm how to heal cool let me go get ready real quick this lady walks in <laughs> with, with her husband and, and you know he looks like he, it's like a saloon western he walks in like with the john wayne mm. wide stance pigeon chest broad shoulders like who the fuck you looking at kind of attitude yeah they go up to the front guy and it's like, yeah, I want to speak to the owner, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not here today. Oh, well, uh, I came here to get my deposit back because I had a terrible experience. I've been leaving calls. I left an email and somebody responded, okie dokie, artichoke. <laughs> and I don't, know, I don't know what kind of business you guys are running here, but I, I had a terrible experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the husband's just behind her like a fucking bouncer. Like he's just, lo- this lady's like four feet tall and he's just looming over her. Like she's me. Ready to scrap. Dude. Yeah, she's, she's like a me. chicken hawk in there. Bro. She's that's, too brave. that's me and that's Don. <laughs> yeah. And so he was like, okay, well, what happened? And she told him and he, she's like, and I want my money back. And he's like, well, there's no point of sales here. There's no register. There's no safe. Everybody here's a contractor, so everybody handles their own money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you had a problem with so-and-so, you got to go talk to so-and-so. 
Yeah. Oh. And immediately you could tell that took a little bit of the wind out of herself. She was still she was still fucking rowdy, you know what yeah. I mean? But uh-huh. she was like, Well, where is he? Like she walked right past me to go talk to oh, him. You know what I mean? And then she's funny. like, Well he was like, Well, he's right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then so finally she I was like, All right, man, well go hang out at my station, I'll be right with you, knowing what was coming. And she's like, Well, I'm sure you know why I'm here. And I'm like, Hi. How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> like totally played like an idiot you know just made yeah. i wanted to make her tell me what what she was there and she's yeah. like well i sent email it's like the fourth time she'd said i could tell she rehearsed it and we just wanted our deposit back and my husband's here to make sure that things go smoothly Ooh. and i was i didn't say shit once she said that i was like texas hold them i just grabbed behind the desk and just pushed <laughs> all these coins towards it like <laughs> sh- like i'm all in man hey, show me the flop <laughs> and she it was like the like ding 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 like she looked down at the coins looked at me looked back at her husband looked back at the coins looked at me and she's like what is this and i was like that's 80 dollars. that's your deposit uh-huh. and she's like you don't have any cash and i was like ma'am that is cash <laughs> and she was and we have a, we have an atm we have an atm oh, in the shop you know shit. we have an atm at the shop and she's like you can't get cash out of the atm and as luck would have it, and I didn't even check before I came in because I was so fucking committed to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As luck would have it, that day the ATM was out of cash. Oh, and it was God. blinking red. And we, they usually come every, you know, they come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they come pretty quick, but we got to call them. And yeah. we had just opened at noon, so we didn't have time to call them. We didn't even know the ATM was out. Yeah. And I go, look, I lean over, and I'm like, oh, man, the ATM's out of cash. <laughs> and this is this is this is out of this is out of my petty cash no pun intended <laughs> so this is this is the only money i have it's the it's the beginning of the day i haven't tattooed anybody so it's to take it or leave it yeah uh unfortunately if you refuse this i'm not going to give you your deposit back kind of i didn't say that but yeah, she yeah, understood yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like you take it so, or you take it or not yeah you want yeah, your deposit yeah. back here it is yeah and she turned beat fucking red Ooh. and i had already know i know i crossed the line i was a little petty but, yeah, but you loved every single good. moment of that that's absolutely so and that's she so she good. drew first blood not me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she drew yeah. first blood, drew yes. first blood. Yeah. i was that willing to come funny. in early stay late whatever yeah and, and to this day i won't tell you where to find it but if you can figure out where it's at it, there's a very funny yelp review <laughs> <laughs> about this whole ex- I'll tell you guys afterwards but I like I don't oh, want to put any names awesome. on anything out yeah, there for yeah. anybody out there in radio uh, very funny review detailing exactly what happened yeah and we were friends on Facebook because that's how she found me at the time mm-hmm. uh-huh. she posted it on her Facebook same it's a copy and paste yeah and what was funny is I'm sure she was expecting some like rally of like yeah fuck that well I can't believe you went through that oh my god uh-huh. yeah yeah Every single person that commented on her Reacted the laugh Laugh Like oh my god girl That's so fucking hilarious See what you get Por pendeja You know what I mean Like They fucking All her friends and family Were like That's hilarious Where'd you go They seem like They like to have fun around there And dude Yeah Like Yeah yeah. One one of the pettiest They ended with a cheeky note Stories uh, From my recent years In tattoo Oh that was uh, moral of the story: You can't make everybody happy, <laughs> and be patient. Oh, be patient with just, your tattooer. I'm gonna start doing mean. that. Oh, that's good. So, Adrian, one thing that we do want to hopefully kind of wrap up the episode with because that was really good. I don't know if we want to wrap with that. I'd, I'd like on for a us light to, note. Yeah, yeah. Um, we wanted to hear a little bit more about like uh, 
you know, when we met this week, you shared with us about like this plan to um, expand how you plan. I, I, I do yeah. have, I do have planned. I have been planning Are you willing something. to share? If not, I we, can, keep we have it a under, different one. I want to keep it under my hat for now, but I have been planning something uh, for a little over a year now. It's been, yeah. even, it's been, it's been going for quite a while sometime. It's, it's slowly coming to fruition, uh, but I'm taking my time with it. Yeah. For me, if I'm going to go through with it, it has to be just right. Yeah. You know, I don't want to yeah. rush into it. It's going to be something that's longevity. It's going to be something that is going to create that generational wealth, yeah. if you will. Uh, but I don't want to jinx it yeah. by putting too much out there yet. But there is some things in the works. Um, and if this domino falls, then moving forward as far as entrepreneurs in the tattoo industry and as far as anybody hoping to open a shop, uh, as far as like zoning legislature mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. goes in Sedgwick County, this is going to benefit all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as far as contributing back to tattooing, maybe not as a whole, but in the community yeah. uh, for future tattooers or even tattoo shop owners now, yeah. they want to expand yeah, and don't sure. want to be marginalized into the, the zones that we're in now. Yeah, I'm working on something. Ooh. So be patient, Wee. be patient. Wee. I don't want to put too much out there. Uh, but there's, I got some irons and some fires. That's for Ooh. sure. We are excited. Yeah. That so makes, that so that means, that means that we are bringing Adrian back. Yes, and you're bringing Adrian oh, back. Maybe, yeah, maybe. We could do a whole episode on just tattoo stories because I got some bangers. Oh, yeah. some no, Adrian, we do ones. want you back. There, there, is, there is no maybe because now you are one of us. One, one of us. One of us. One of us. Let's take a shot. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's do it. Let's do it. I haven't eaten all day. I'm feeling it. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, shoot. Let's wrap up then. Yes. Let's wrap up. Adrian, if there's anything that you could say that as like either some advice as anybody who's either wanting to get a tattoo or starting in, what would you say as some parting words? If you want to get a tattoo, contact me directly. I'm very easy to get a hold of, and I am the least cool tattooer you will ever meet, meaning <laughs> I'm not pretentious. My books never close. I tattoo seven days a week. Oh, shit. R- call, email, text. Is that funny? DM, yeah. Facebook message, carrier pigeon, write me a fucking letter carrier for all I care. Pigeon. <laughs> I am very easy to get a hold of, and I rarely Smoke say signals. no. signals. Yeah, say Comment yeah. Comment on, yeah, exactly. on our IG. We'll get them to you. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> and I don't like to market myself too much, but Adrian Aldaco, just yes. Google it. You'll probably see a bunch of criminal record stuff, but uh, <laughs> you'll also find the tattoo stuff. It's okay. I was a wild <laughs> kid, trust me. Um, as far as uh, all the tatter tots out there, if you're trying to get into it, Oh, man, without naysaying anybody else that's been on the show, just do it right. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. do it right. Don't cut corners, whatever those corners may be. I'm not going to sit here and try and download my brain into everybody out there. Mm -hmm. Find somebody you want to get tattooed by. Find somebody that inspires you. Visit the shop. Get tattooed by them. Watch what they do. Don't be afraid to ask questions. You know what I mean? Put yourself Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're totally new to it and you really don't know where to start, I mean, from the comfort of your home, watch this series called Tattoo Age. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second season is on Prime. Mm-hmm. The first season is on YouTube. You can watch all 37 episodes on YouTube. Watch them all. They cover crushers, heavy hitters oh, shit, yeah. from all different aspects of the industry, not oh. just all bikers, not just all Japanese guy, not just yeah. all this or that. Even you guys, watch it. It gives you a huge mm-hmm. insight into our realm. Yeah. how we think how we operate behind the scenes yeah and mm-hmm. if it gives you any insight into my brain maybe not the aspect of the japanese tattooing because i don't do a lot of that i will if you want 
But if you want Japanese tattooing, Megan Shelton, Hellbomb, mm-hmm. first and last name drop. She's the best in town, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for traditional Japanese. Uh, watch, watch, watch the Chris Trevino episode. Chris Trevino is one of my tattoo heroes. Mm-hmm. I met him in Austin a long time ago. I watched him tattoo this neck-to-ass back piece <laughs> in Austin mm, at a yeah. convention. Damn. I haven't been tattooed by him yet, but I definitely plan on it in the future. But the, his episode... I mean, I was already this way, but when they composed that episode, it really just, I got a little misty-eyed. It hit, it hit, it hit home. It hit home. It hit home, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, watch it, and it'll give you a lot of insight into my principal beliefs about tattooing as a whole mm-hmm. and how to integrate it, if not let it consume your Ooh. life. Ooh. That was well, very passionate. That was very passionate. That was, I loved every single moment of that. Yes, and like I said, you're one of us, so you will have one to come back us. again. Yeah, let's do a rough and rowdy episode. I'll yeah. tell you guys some scary stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, again, thank you. Thank you for joining joining us on the show today. Hey, thank you, guys. I really appreciate the uh, opportunity. Thank you, our number one fan. Yep. Thank, thank you. Thank you, our number one fan. Uh, number to our uh, intern <laughs> our intern for today, Tune. Thank you for joining us. Shout out to Tune. Non-paying Say hi. intern. Put him Say on hi. the mic. Say Put hi. him on the mic. Hi. Say hi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unpaid but not unheard he's also single, <laughs> he's also single ladies he's smart to be single and ready for some smart. Pringles <laughs> for, for everybody that's listening thank you for listening as always if you haven't checked this out on the gram it's here's to you cast leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app uh, any questions or comments again hit us on the gram um, by the time you hear this episode the uh, next week the Thursday after you hear us right now um it is thanksgiving so we want to wish everybody a happy thanksgiving to you and yours mm-hmm. um fanny take yes. us away